Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is going to be a massive video, guys. Pop your glasses on, get your coffee, and let's dive in. We're going to start with Tommy Starlin. We've got a few guys to go through here. Obviously, the main three, which you'll see in the thumbnail, and then a few other guys of interest for this week. And yeah, we'll talk about a couple of other guys just briefly as well. But Tommy Starling, so things change now. We don't see uh, Trevelyan on the bench. And now we need to see if Tom Starling is going to become a 60-minute player or there's a chance of a 70 or an 80-minute role. And we'll have a look at uh, what happens at different minute points in terms of his stats um, and what he can achieve with you know a, a fairly solid price with a... With a um, with a price point in in the 30s. So remember the, the 500K price point sits around that 40, uh, 40 or just under 40 point average. So we get him in a, in a mid 30s and, and is, is he going to be able to beat that? So what we see in our first two games, obviously you know, 74 minutes in that first game, he did have six mix, missed tackles, which we'll have a look at as well as a bit of an anomaly. So he's played a lot of obviously games off the interchange, but even games where he's played big minutes in the hooking position, he hasn't had a game other than one in his whole career where he's had um, where he's had six missed tackles, for example. So that's obviously a little bit of an outlier for him. He had the three tackle breaks with 38 tackles. So that's 44 points there with the 57. So pretty comfortably, you know, 49 uh, without those six missed tackles and the error. And obviously the errors are not in his game as much, as much either. He got the 57 minutes on the weekend. And just remember, guys, that... The ball was um, was dropped a lot by the Raiders. Obviously, you know a lot was happening in terms of tries being scored on the Cowboys side. So really, just not a lot of flow to this game. Uh, a lot of scrums, a lot a lot happening there. So if the thirty three tackles in fifty seven minutes will will be a little bit low for him as well. So you can expect a lot of games, which we can see here. Obviously, these are in eighty minute performances in twenty twenty one. But you know anything over forty tackles is very much a normal game for him. And then he has the ability to score tries and set up. Uh, through the middle there with his speed. So that's some options there. You even see in games here with 53 minutes, he's got a 39 or 42. 
uh, 39 again, you know, 31 in 48 minutes. So these are all, um, you know, very low, like lower minute games than he's going to, than he's going to project for going forward with Hodgson out for the year. So be aware that, you know, he's priced in the mid thirties and, and he should be at a minimum seeing a, a five to 10 point bump in his fantasy output. But the, the chance for him to score in the fifties, I think is pretty high as well. You know, owned by 4.4% and you get him at a, a mid price and, and we're not exactly sure how many guys are going to be able to move from that mid range tier into close to keeper territory or be able to make you a few hundred K in that position. We haven't seen many at the start of this year that have that opportunity so far. So, you know, the majority of those mid-range or, you know, 550K guys haven't scored incredibly well or they have a chance of, you know, maybe slightly increasing or they're already a gun if they're in the centres, whether it be an Aitken or a, um, a Jack Bird, for example. So Tommy Starling has an opportunity to move into that territory and if he gets close to 80 minutes, he's going to be pretty close to a must-have, I would say, for anyone who's thinking of um, you're doing really well in this league that you know Tommy has done in the past. If you want to have a look at a few more scores, obviously this is um, in 2020 as well. Where sorry, back end of 2021 off the interchange, there's some nice scores. You know, 46, 42, obviously a 33, a 50 in those those 55 minute efforts there. So that obviously it rounds out to a nice average just over the 40 mark. And if you look at you know some games in 2020 and that sort of. Uh, minutes bracket as well you get a 48 45 and 52 so he's someone that can have a really high ppm in those types of games obviously has you know uh, we'll take out the double try game but a 54 in 71 minutes a 99 he had at the back end of 2020 um you know a 44 in his 70 minutes and that was just all in tackles so a lot to a lot to go off here a decent amount of uh, a decent sample size to go off for tommy and i think he would be a great addition to anyone's side I don't th- really think you're going to lose out on him. Like as I said, I think it, I'm thinking at worst, unless he gets injured, probably a five point bump uh, in his average or what he's priced at to get him in the 500k marks for sure. So anything over a 50k bump um, and a lot of upside from there. So he's a really good option, guys. Tommy Starling, Josh King. So the news with well, we just got the I actually just got the news of um, of Harry Grant that's going to be missing, and there's a chance that um, that Wishart misses as well. Brendan Smith uh, was hanging out with Grant as well recently, so uh, who knows with this in terms of who becomes a close contact. I'm making this video on Tuesday night. So, firstly, the theory with Brendan Smith, if he's close to coming back, so even if he doesn't play this week, for example, let's say he's out with um, being a close contact, even though there's a small chance he's going to play anyway, Brendan's going to come back into that 13 role, and I think uh, Joshy King at 373 becomes a little bit of a risk then. If he's sitting around that 300, 300 mark, I think he's someone that you could plug into your side and, and even getting a, a bench spot, he would probably be able to make you a little bit of cash still. But 373, you get him uh, you know, priced just above that 30 mark, which you know, guys like Rocco Berry were, were priced at, that 29.30 being 358 or 360. So King just comes just above that, owned by 10% of teams already. Obviously not you know, a, 30, a 30% owned and you'd really miss out if you don't have him. Obviously, we, you know, the guys that didn't have him last week missed out on that 48, but those minutes are really high. He's not going to be someone that is going to be busting out a point a minute. So that 0.75 is in some shorter stint, stinted efforts as well. And he had a 57 in a 36-minute uh, effort as well. So that really bumped up his, uh, his PPM. The way, yeah, so the worry with him is, is Brandon Smith coming back and taking over that 13 jersey. And, and for Kingy, he's probably going to get like a 40-minute roll off the bench. And it, if we just go off that PPM of 0.75, you're looking at a 30 average there for him. And that would not be enough for him to make any more cash from you. Obviously, having a low break-even break to start here. But that's, 
even if he averages a 30, 30, like, even if we'll give him a 35, for example, he doesn't have a lot more money to make. He probably gets you to about 450 if you pick him up now and probably one more good score this week. And then you're probably going to have to look to think about moving him out of your squad when he gets to about 450. So he's not someone that has a, a huge amount of upside, I don't think, and he'd be okay. Like, I'd be okay personally leaving him out of my side, and I think you should be too. But if you are hell-bent on him, it's obviously hard to straight swap him as well. You're looking at maybe an Amone uh, as someone that you could straight swap for him only, and I think that's a... It's, it's, it's an all right decision, but I'm not exactly sure if you should um, push on with that heading into round three. But anyway, that's that. Guys, if you're enjoying this content, please hit subscribe, hit that like button. I really appreciate all your support. And I hope you really like these videos when I delve deep into these players and go through their stats. So both for more. We spoke about it in the preseason, being a fairly solid option at that 470K mark. 493 he comes in at now, and obviously a lower break-even thanks to his 70. But you look at that first score and you see, okay, 34 points in an 80-minute effort. The 80 minutes is great. We see that in both games. Awesome. He did have a try assist and a line break assist and only picked up 34 points. Okay, what was the issue there? The issue there was the meters gain. So we only picked up 31 and the tackles was fine. The 30, obviously fairly low in both games with 30 and 27. So you'd say that that's probably his, uh, his the least amount of tackles he'll probably have in a game with a few more teams maybe running at him and Brimson, for example. From here on in, he might be able to pick up a few more. So probably some upside on that at worst there. We see that the missed tackles isn't terrible. So four missed tackles out of his 57 made. So you'll take that. It's a nice percentage. And the five tackle breaks in this game. So if you look at that 70, you see a pretty much a perfect game with a line break, a try, the five tackle breaks, only the one miss. There's an offload in there and a turnover tackle for 173 meters. So that's a lot. Will we expect anything like this going forward? I don't think so. What do we think we can expect going forward? I'd say probably around a 40-ish average, somewhere in the 40 to 45 range with some ability to have uh, a try or two in his game, which can bump him up to anywhere close to a 40 six to 50 average, which at this price point is obviously pretty nice. You're probably looking at around you know, close to a 10 point bump, but we do look you know, back at his scores. I mean, it's fair to say that he probably has a little bit of an increase in his production going into a new year where it looks like he's going to have that spot locked down. So, you know, playing sport myself, um, what I notice is if, if you have the faith from the, from the coach, then you're probably going to play a little bit better, a little bit more confident, a little bit more free in your movement. You're probably going to run the ball that little bit harder. You might, you know, pass that extra one you, there's a few things that you can do there and I think that him having that opportunity will probably reduce a lot of these 21s and 35s out of his game yes he's not you know if you look back at that he's not someone that makes a hell of a lot of tackles we have a 38 and a 37 game with a few misses but most of the time he's around that high 20 so it's something that could continue happening but you also have to you know play that fact that you think that there's a chance that he has some improvement in him he's obviously a young fella and only played since the back end of 2020 so if you're seeing some natural improvement, you know, look at his run meters, anywhere around the 100 mark would be somewhere to be to be fair. You know, 27 tackles and maybe two misses would be also pretty fair. The 100 meters gain, probably a couple less tackle breaks and maybe a try every three to four games. So if you think that's enough for you and they're around that anywhere from 40 to 50 scores you're happy with, paying 500K or just under, then go for it. But other than that, I think he um, he's someone that you could also just let through the keeper. If he's around the 400k mark, I think I'll be looking to push him into my side as well. Anywho, that is Bo for more. Move on to Taylor Mate. Obviously, you know, those first three guys were the ones I really want to focus on. And Taylor, we can't talk about too much. He's sitting at 300k and he's in the center position. So there will be an update 
in a bunch of rounds now, in about a month after, I believe, round six. So we have 6, 12, 18, if I'm correct. Let me know if I'm wrong, guys. I haven't actually uh, rechecked that. But he will end up with that wing fullback duel in that, in that scenario. Really unfortunate that he has the center only because he's going to be playing wing and, and we, yeah, majority of teams need that wing fullback cover. I just don't... Uh, for me, the 300k is a little bit annoying. If you could straight swap him for a Sean Russell or something like that, if you have that little bit of extra, then I think he could be okay. But the issue is that he doesn't have that dual, uh, he doesn't have that wing fullback, I think, because most people have that center cover. You look at that 42, and he has two line breaks in that and six tackle breaks. He had three errors, so you can't say it was a perfect game. And if you can expect any... you know, we, the, the talk out of Penrith and the talk out of um, anyone that knows their footy has spoken about Tungo and also May as being two guys that are really, really talented and, and have the opportunity to, to push on and, and do really well in the NRL. And we've seen what hap- what's happened with Tungo. And in the centres, obviously, a few more tackles to be made and stuff like that. So Taylor probably does ha- doesn't have the upside that Tungo does. But I definitely see some upside for him at 300k. If you can straight swap him for one of those guys, I feel like he's a solid option. If you can't, I probably... Or if... if Trading him in doesn't help you build up to someone else. If you're going Amonair to, to, to May uh, and then upgrading elsewhere, then that could be a decent option. But if he can't do that, I'd probably look to just hold off on him for a week or two. He's not going to go up too much in price. Even if he gets a 60, he's probably up around that 340, 350 mark. And, and you can still trade him in anyway if you think he's an absolute superstar. But what we do know from him is he's a really good player. Um, but I would like to see it this week. It's probably going to be a tighter game against the, um, the Knights who are actually flying. So that's Taylor May. Let's move to Blake Braley and, and a 61.5 average over his first two games. He comes in at 625. So remember, guys, this is a very high average um, you know, for, for his price. And, and what you're expecting from him, if you're picking him up straight out, is that he's going to turn into a keeper. Can he do that? I suppose that's the question on everyone's lips. In the first two games, he has a, a line break in each and he has really high tackle numbers. Okay, So three misses in both is very, very... Uh, yeah, very, very similar to the majority of games he's played so far. His meters gained have, have gone up a little bit in those two games. But if you look at even, you know, start of last year, he's somewhere around that 30 to 50 mark on a regular basis with the odd 60 and 70. If you look at those games where he actually ran the ball a fair bit, he's got a 55 and a 61. He has a 53 and a 55 for two games he's run the ball a little bit when he's got the odd tackle break. So very interesting prospect if he runs the ball. What we're thinking about here and what you need to think about is, is if... He's going to continue running the ball. And if he does, I think he becomes a solid option and a chance to become a keeper. My main worry is with him is that being a smaller guy, does he end up, what happening with um, with his brother Jaden last year, having an absolutely incredible start to the year and then died away a little bit, you know, faded away, started missing a few more tackles, started tackling less, you know, getting into those extra tackles as much as possible. It's very, very normal for these types of players that are, are pretty small um, you can obviously see he's got a bunch of 34s, 38, 39, and a, uh, 36 and a 40 tackles at the back end of uh, 2021. We had a few, game, few more games through the middle of 43, 46, 51. Uh, yeah, it's 56 in here, 49, 56. You can see that that's a natural progression you know, across the season for a bunch of these guys. But again, what you're, what you're banking on here is that he's taken the leap as a, an improved player in a shark side that's going to be really good. Right, That's the narrative you're playing and you know, do you think he can uh, absolutely dominate? And that's and that's the big question for Blakey going forward. Can you do it? I think you've got all the information as to if you think, uh, you know, if you want to take that leap. I think it's definitely a leap of faith with Blakey. All right, we've got three uh, three more to go there. Jesse Arthur is someone I want to speak about. He obviously picked up a nice score in round two. The question with him is Valea. Is he coming back 
to that centre position. Jesse at a centre and wing fullback combo is really, really nice there at 309k. Again, if you could straight swap, then he becomes maybe a, a, you know, as much as of, an, of an interesting option as Taylor May. That 37 in the first game had included no attacking stats. He had 20 tackles for zero misses and 81 metres. So you can look at that and go, there's room for improvement here. Obviously, a couple of missed tackles would be in his game, which it has been in the past few years. He's not someone that is terrible at tackling, though. A bunch of games here, 21 for, uh, 28, uh, 28 for one, 25 for one missed tackle as well. You know, 17 for two, 18 for one, 29 for one, 27 for zero. So he has someone that's a very solid base. And we spoke about him in the preseason, about someone that, if he was to get some opportunities in attack, he could become a decent option. But I wouldn't be backing him to be scoring 37-plus every week. He doesn't have to score 37-plus to make some cash, given that he's priced in the mid to low 20s there. So the 309K, the dual position, maybe some you know chance to hold his spot if he continues to play well and defend really well like that, because Vitalea is obviously really young, uh, and he'll get some opportunities across the season, and they wouldn't need him to, to rush back. Um, and take over Jesse, who has played a fair bit more footy, you know, going back to 2019 with the uh, with the Titans there. So, very interesting one. Again, you could probably wait a week or two, um, and you pick him up at 340 or something if you think he's going to continue to play gun. Anyway, Spencer Lanyu. So, we have an, a nice, obviously, really good score from him here with 31 minutes. So, he had 23 minutes in the first game for 19. Yes, the extra minutes are probably there, around that 30 mark, but... Yeah, will he be able to do this on a constant basis? We saw what happened last year. He had an awesome 38 minutes for 41, and then a bunch of low-minute games. You know, and even he's had a 33 minutes before for 29. He looks you know, just as good as he did last year. I don't see much change in him. You know, the motor needs to increase in, in, in him there. So 5.6% owned. Has some opportunities to do well, but at 346K, he needs to score in the 30s to, to make money, in the mid-30s, and I don't think he's going to be able to do that. So for me, he's probably a, a, a let that through to the keeper and go for some other guys potentially. You know, I think King still probably a better option than Spencer at 30K more, even if, if uh, the job security around his big minute role is, is probably only here for another week or two. So that's Spencer. And we'll move to our last one, guys. And just Toby Sexton is one I want to touch on because he has had a really, really good start. The 45 in first game was, was solid without being spectacular. I think he almost played better in that first game, especially in that first half. Um, and this second game here, you know, he had a couple of forced dropouts. He's obviously got the goals, which is really cool. The 26 tackles was a big improvement. They obviously sent a bit of traffic down his side. And is that going to be something that continues? You know, he saw a 24 tackles for four misses last year, a 20 for three, and a 34 for one. So he's someone that, you know, he's definitely going to have the ability to score well. He hasn't scored a try yet. He's only got the one try assist. So to still average 53 across those two games is obviously a big benefit to him. He has had a turnover tackle... Uh, in the second game there and two in the first. So that probably drops away a tad, but definitely someone that I think is should be on your radar as someone who has the potential to, to score really well and become a, a you know a keeper in that half position, which a few a few blokes are actually dropping um, in their ability or their their scores currently. So Toby's a very interesting one that I think you should um should keep an eye on. But anyway, that's uh that's my thoughts on all of those guys. We had eight guys to go through, a very in-depth analysis. Let me know if you really enjoy this on a week-to-week basis. I'll just pick a bunch of different guys that I think should be on people's radars or people that are, you know, some different guys that people ask me questions about. Um, yeah, just let me know, guys, and, and you know, send me some some more different questions on different guys if you haven't um if, if, if those haven't been answered yet in the comments or also in the, uh, the Discord would be great. But anyway, I hope you enjoy that and we'll catch you in the next video, guys. Have a great day. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.